0: to Inspiring Healthy Workplaces, a podcast brought to you by Total Wellness. Uh, I want to welcome everybody to our podcast, Inspiring Healthy Workplaces. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Sarah Torres, who is the Global Wellbeing Strategist at Adobe. So uh, welcome, Sarah. Um, Sarah, if you don't mind just making a quick introduction of yourself, anything that you think is exciting and new or about your background would be great and then we can jump right in and just talk about the great things that adobe's doing in their wellness program
1: yeah hi everyone um again my name is sarah torres um i'm adobe's global well-being strategist i would say just a little bit about myself i've been in this position for three and a half years And I guess an interesting fact about this role is um, my position was the first role ever at Adobe to be entirely devoted to that of well-being and employee health. So very exciting that I took this role at the very beginning and built it up to what it is today. Um, So it has definitely been a challenge, but an absolute pleasure. And I'm excited to get started and tell you more about the program that we have at Adobe.
0: That sounds great. So what did Adobe do without you? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't know. I've been asking myself that question for three and a half years. Um, <laughs> but no, they, they did have well-being to a certain extent before my time. It just wasn't under one person's purview. It was um, disjointed and different programs running from different parts of the business that didn't speak together. So that was the gap that I filled.
0: How would you describe your wellness philosophy and, and your personal and also Adobe's wellness philosophy, strategy, um, now that you've been there and fixed fixed the ship in the right direction and every, everybody knows where they're going?
1: Yes, yes. Um, so the first thing that I'll call out, um, and I think people in the industry interchange them quite regularly, but for us it's a big deal. So people will say wellness, but we refer to our program as well-being. Um, it sounds like a small thing, but we feel that wellness, it just talks more solely to one's physical aspects of health. And it, it did actually start as being called the wellness program when I started three and a half years ago. But on this journey of fixing that ship, like you said, we discovered that that wasn't the best way to call it. So we actually refer to it as Adobe's well-being program. So that's how I'll refer to it for the remainder of this interview, just so you're aware. Um And I guess the best way to describe our philosophy is simply to read our um, mission statement that we created, and I'm just going to read it, and it says, Adobe cares, your well-being matters, we provide inclusive and holistic experiences that meet employees' needs, and I really think that sums up um, everything that we're doing and everything that we strive to do in the future, Um, this philosophy has been adopted at a global level, so All of our partners are striving for this. It's kind of our anchor to go again with your ship um, analogy. Um, But that is definitely Adobe's philosophy as far as my own philosophy in regards to um, well-being and such. I think just because my life and my work bleed in together so much that I I do adopt this philosophy a little bit in my own. But I mean, as as in my own personal life, I... Love everything about well-being. I'm a very passionate um, snowboarder and wakeboarder, and I'm trying to become a surfer because I feel like that's the other end of the triangle, right? Like you have to be like on the three boards, and that's the only board I'm lacking. So that's my new 2019 goal: to become a better surfer. Um, Yeah, I I, I think just kind of practicing what I preach is really important. So. I eat healthy. I reg- I exercise regularly, um, and meditate as much as I can. Because if I'm not doing what I'm telling people to do, uh, my strategy isn't as strong. So, yep, that's a little bit about that.
0: Great. Um, I, I I I haven't been on any kind of board successfully in my life, so I I, <laughs> I I stick to things that have wheels and that have tennis shoes and or have hand paddles or something like that, so I can swim in the water. But um, yeah. <laughs> we don't have much water. Um, I live in Nebraska. So uh, we're sounded mostly by uh, mostly by corn, as people think, you know, and cows. But it's not that bad. But that's what people think. Let's jump in a couple more questions. to Get the ball rolling. Um, so I kind of understand your goals of your program. And you told me a little about how would you how does that relate to engagement participation rates in your program? Is is it Are people is it only participatory? They don't they can do whatever they want, or do you have incentives or any kind of points that they get for doing different things or rewards, any type of that thing to get them to do any particular activity within your well-being program?
1: Yeah, so great question. So something that's pretty unique, I think, across the board when you look at other organizations about our well-being program is our program is focused entirely on engagement rather than outcomes or incentives. So we really do purposefully um, stay away for financial stay away from financial incentives um, for multiple reasons, but what we're really trying to promote is intrinsic motivation. And when you kind of do the the carrot and stick approach like that, um, it doesn't that behavior doesn't really stick, or we find that it doesn't really stick and becomes a habit. Um, so we we tend to stay away from that. Um, and we do measure participation. And I can go into that a little deeper and share you some statistics, but um, yeah, it, our program isn't tied to our health plan or incentives. We really just, as a whole, we look as our program first and foremost as a cultural, as a culture shaker or culture maker, um, not a money saver. So um, we're really trying to change the way people think. About their own health and well-being, and really encourage them to become excited about it, take control over it, um, and kind of jump into the resources that we have. Um, which is is harder said than done, right? To get people to care, it's it, yeah, it's it's harder. And so we might not see as big or, as big as numbers as employee employers that give people money, right? But we are confident that. Um, once they do find that motivation, that it's more likely to stick and they're more likely to be set out on their journey of health and will continue to adopt not just one habit, but multiple habits that will ultimately hopefully allow them to lead healthier and longer lives. So um, that's why what we think at Adobe.
0: Well, not that I just want to agree, but I definitely, that's one of my strongest beliefs is that anything you're going to do as a positive thing in your life, if if it's not internalized, it's not going to go anywhere. Uh, I always tell my spouse, I said, you can have a trainer that you pay and he can run you through the motions and make you do all sorts of exercises at the gym. Um, But, you know, you got to do something you enjoy doing every day. So if the trainer wasn't telling you to do this, and do that, uh, would you do it on your own? Probably not, unless you enjoy the activity you're doing yourself and really it's part of your life. And I believe, so I, I believe 100%. And, you know, wellness programs, some, some, and this is just my two cents, a lot of, they try to start with let's give people a little reward to get them going and then and then at, we'll remove that reward uh, and hope that some people stay with their changes. But I believe in the beginning that you should start with programs that people want to participate in, it's a good experience, and then they're more likely to continue with it. And there's always going to be people that, wouldn't do it regardless, um, unless they're forced, and, and it could be a great thing for them. And you're showing them all the benefits of how if they do this, that, the other, they're going to be so much happier. But if they don't want to do it in the first place, no matter what you do, you're gonna just you're wasting your resources. So, um, so it sounds like I, I love your your not every company I talk to has, you know, that uh, perception of how things should be done. So I, I do appreciate that. That goes into what in what is the single best part of your wellness program as it stands, like right now, and maybe what you're planning in the future that you think will be the next greatest, coolest thing.
1: Um, there's many parts, right? Um, but I will share one piece about it, which I feel like it's not one specific program, but again, it kind of talks about our mindset and and how we even built this program. Um, And what we were thinking about. So I would say the best part of the program is that it's extremely thoughtful. Um, What I mean by that is more often than not, um, you find that companies, they look around like, oh, my gosh, we have to have a well-being program. And they're frantic. And then they rush to decide that they want to purchase a, a blanket portal, right? There's all these one-stop shop, well-being portals in the market now, like, you need a well-being program, we got you, like, just buy this and you're good. You can kind of check that box. Um, But when companies do that, well, yes, they'll probably get high utilization in the beginning. It starts to drop off pretty steadily and pretty quickly. And you're also saying, um, especially for a global company like Adobe, that would never work because the statement you're making is one size fits all. So an Adobe employee in India um, would get the same value from an Adobe employee in the US or EMEA um, or Brazil or wherever they may be. Um, and that's really not what well-being is all about. Well-being is extremely personal um, and everybody is at a cer- cer- certain step in their journey. And so when we set to build this program, um, we started building it in the the end of 2016 and we launched it first in the U.S. in 2017 in January, and then we progressed globally um, and have implemented it, implemented it in four different regions. And we're still implementing in Latam and um, Canada this year. But um, we really focused, the, the employee was at the center of our design and, um, and that employee shifted. So when we were building out U.S., the U.S. Adobe employee was at the center. And then when we moved to India, we put the India Adobe employee in our center. So how are those two differ? How those are like? I will say that we have been successful in achieving global consistency um, and cultural relevance. So we have the same mission that I read to you earlier, but as far as our focus areas are slightly different from region to region, depending on the needs of employees in that area. And that's something I'm really proud of um, because I think it's made our program stronger. It did It did take us longer to build and to execute and to implement. But at the end of the day, we're not having to go back and, you know, be like, oh, my gosh, we made a mistake. Now we have to scrap it and start all over again. So that's my favorite part about our program is we really put the employee first wherever they are in the world. Um I can go into something I'm really excited about if you want me to. <laughs> next.
0: <laughs> Love to hear about the exciting news coming or that you want to share.
1: Yeah, so um, every year we try to onboard a new innovation. So last year we worked on launching and expanding globally Headspace, which as you, I'm sure you know, um, meditation application, it's quite popular and has been successful for us. Um, so our next program that we're implementing in a month's time is a program called Life Dojo. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, um, but it's a behavior change application. So more specifically, it'll help employees create healthy habits through education, coaching, um, as well as serving up programs that we already have, which that gets me really excited in itself because we have so, 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 so many programs at Adobe. And it's not that we don't have the resources here or the means to get new resources. It's more so people don't know they exist or don't know where to find them or how to access them. So oh, I'm.
0: Ex- so it's called, if I may interject, it's called Life yeah. Doge, Dojo? Is that what you said? Life
1: Dojo. Dojo, okay. Yeah.
0: So Life if there's Dojo. a particular wellness program, it's going to uh, be connected into that Life Dojo? Dojo. Is it an app or is it web-based or both? or
1: yeah, so it's both, but it's primarily um, on the app. Like They encourage app usage the most over web, but you can certainly go onto your desktop. Um, yeah, so it'll be on the app, and employees can opt in to choose whatever healthy habit they want to work on, and a program length is 12 weeks long. So I can work on, Then there's four different categories, and under those categories, there's specific habits. So one of them, for example, is I want to drink more water. And so for 12 weeks, you're focused on drinking the water or it's, I want to eat less sugar or I want to meditate more. So what really excites us about this is kind of going back to what I was saying about everybody's different and while being extremely personal, um, we're not force feeding everybody to go in a step challenge. We're telling everybody there's, I think there's like 32 different habits that you can choose from, like a menu of options, depending on what your goals are what you want to work on, what works best for you, then you have the ability to choose and to take that on yourself. So very, very excited to implement that. We're going to start it in the U.S. Um, and see how that goes with the potential of international. But um, we're treating the U.S. kind of as our pilot.
0: So say again, how long do the, the, the habits last or the activity? Yeah, is it two to four weeks for each thing? Twelve, oh, 12 weeks. weeks. Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Twelve weeks. Yeah. So it's pretty long. Um, When we launch it at the end of March, we're going to encourage everybody at Adobe to sign up at the same time. So it's um, kind of like a challenge format. And we're hoping that that will bring community and friendly competition between people. You might necessarily not be doing the same habit, but you at least would be on week five together, week six together. Um, And another cool thing is, let's say, every single person that opts into the habit, drink more water across the U.S. would have the option to join like an online community and you can chat in that community with people that have the same habit and provide some encouragement, support, maybe like hacks that they've found um, useful and they want to share. Um, yeah, so we're really excited. It hits the nail on the head as far as what we're trying to achieve with the well-being program and we're super impressed with Life Dojo. Um, it's definitely a startup. So it, it's going to be cool. I'm, I'm really excited. I think employees will like it. We've done some focus groups around the U.S., and everybody seems on board and excited to start their Healthy Habit.
0: Yeah, I, I believe in that, too. It's like the little – people forget about the little things like drinking water and those little small habits that, you know, those are in a way that can really build upon each other. You creates one healthy habit that leads to another, and you're not making – you're making it simple to do that, and then you have that social aspect. It sounds great that you could have that social interaction and people all doing, it could be different things at different time, but I, I think that's great. That sounds very unique. So, any wisdom for any other company out there, uh, maybe in your backyard, or maybe you don't want to tell anything to your neighbors, or any company in the U.S., or has a similar footprint to Adobe, uh, what would you recommend they should be thinking about?
1: I think it can be boiled down to one sentence, and it's quite simple. Um, your employees hold the answer to your success. So every company is different. All needs are different. Um, one size fits all isn't, may work for a period of time, but won't be sustainable. Um, if you take the time to really listen to your employees, um, find out what they need, where they are in their health journey, and even the life cycle, um, you will find something that you can do to help them. So that's my words of wisdom.
0: Well, I think those words of wisdom are the perfect note to end on. I want to thank my guest, Sarah Torres from Adobe, and a special thank you to all of our listeners for joining us on another episode of Inspiring Healthy Workplaces.